Brovine. What's up? Listen, I've been thinking. Remember that podcast I was telling you about? Brains and Big Tuners Mass Debate. It's time. We need to go for it. Have you been sacked? Oh. Yeah. Yo. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. What? 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 Brains and Big Tuners Mass Debate. Everyone's welcome, peace or hate. Share your opinions, thoughts or true. We will accept your point of view. Let's get together, one and all. Building bridges, removing walls. Share what you're thinking with your friends. Hear the gossiping never ends. Left or right or straight or gay. Narcissist makers or cabaret. But don't do them hurt or in between. We recognize your consciousness green. Come and share your thoughts with us. Try and debate your homosexual crush. Don't scream and shout or raise your flag. All this debate is our bad. Yo, everyone's welcome to masturbate. Everyone's welcome to masturbate. Brains and big tuners, masturbate. I feel like we might come into this unprepared. That is a worry, isn't it? (laughs) So, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Brains and Big Tuners Mass Debate. My name is... And... The whole point of us going by Brains and Big Tuners is that we don't get sacked at work. Oh. Uh, My name is Brains, and I'd like to introduce... Big Tuner. (laughs) <laughs> Hiya Big Tuna, how are you today? I'm alright mate, I'm alright What have you been up to? Doing a bit of writing, doing a bit of reading, doing a bit of work, usual kind of stuff mm, Writer are we, what are you writing? I'm doing a PhD aren't I? Oh, boring writing so, Are you looking forward to our first show? Uh, yeah, yeah, it should be good fun Because today we're asking the question Should the new king seize absolute power? <laughs> Is that the question? Believe, Right. That's so we should introduce ourselves to the listener and why we're doing this podcast. Okay. So my name is Brains. Uh, I will be your host with the most. Um, We thought we'd come up with this idea for a podcast because um, there's a lot of anger in the world today, isn't there, mate? No one can have a proper conversation with each other, but we can, and we've always been able to, haven't we? Yeah, to some extent, No yeah. matter what. Yeah, no matter what. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So, we don't necessarily agree on everything. Definitely not. We have a lot of differing opinions on a lot of subjects. Yeah, most. But it's never stopped us from being at least civil towards each other. <laughs> well, weekend we got a bit uncivil. <laughs> in general, <laughs> in general, we are fairly civil to each other. And we thought we'd like to share the art... Of, of of how you do that. Okay. Uh, mutual respect, listening to one another's opinions uh, with the world and with... Yeah, and we also want to be entertaining and funny. We want to try. 
Wanna try? So, we are your hosts. We're gonna be guiding you through some pretty sticky subjects, I would say. Okay. Um, are we going to talk about what subjects we're going to do? I, I can give you a brief outline. I've, I've, I've got a small list of p- possible ideas for the, for, the, for the shows coming up. But obviously you, the listener at home, will be contributing. What do you want us to debate? Okay, so this will be my first time hearing this list. Am I allowed to veto it as we go? Or do you want me to do that, um... like, off air? Um... Well, I'll read you the list and you can tell me if you've got any questions. Okay. Okay, let's go for it. Let's see let's see which of these topics I'm gonna get sacked for. So we've got today we're discussing the king and whether he should or shouldn't seize absolute power at this moment in time. Okay. Um I'll 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 say where I stand on it straight away. I'm for that. <laughs> cool. Right. Um so we've we've got topics such as uh, nuclear Armageddon, how prepared are you? And we'll look at the likelihood of all-out nuclear war and what supplies you have. Okay. So, um, the Chinese, a delicious meal or a dangerous foe? Oh, mate. mate, come on. We... Well, we're discussing Chinese food and Chinese atrocities and weighing up which... Are they all right? Are they good? Are they bad? Let's, let's talk about them. Russia. Do Russians love their children? We look at the underhanded tactics of Russia as a race such as poisoning what? and we decide whether is Russia a good or bad thing? Can you say that a whole like country is a good or bad thing? No you can't. So that's oh, that's we, that we, one sorted. Well we don't know Move yet. On to the do next we? One. Why are they all are they all gonna be race based? Uh oh no, no. Um uh, whack. Hitting children in moderation for their own good. Are kids abusing their legal protection from violence at the moment? So has it gone too far? Because back in my day, you used to get knocked about all over the place. Bad. But nowadays, you never get knocked about and kids are running wild. So we look at, is there a balance that we can strike? Or how many times can you strike? Okay, so a couple of things. Yeah, you did used to get whacked a lot. Um, Uh, You were still... Never did me any harm. (laughs) You were still really, really badly behaved. And it did you loads of harm. Hmm. Covid, a global conspiracy or a harmless cold? Okay. Uh, democracy, more trouble than it's worth. Right. I mean, we could go on, but obviously the main content of, of this debate will be created by the mass debaters out there. Okay. The people who are going to engage and say, do you know what? I want you to talk about this because I'm not sure where I stand on it and I need some good, honest debate. That I'm not getting from from the current media because right. you can't you can't really discuss many things. I think online at the minute. What do you think? You can discuss a lot of things online. I'm not sure you can discuss your things online. Women, workplace hero or girl next door. Uh, grandma's dead. The deep freeze. We look at the energy crisis <laughs> and the cost that? of living. <laughs> grandma's dead. The deep freeze. Well, you know, it's quite a serious subject because uh, because due to the energy price rise, there's a lot of old people out there that are, can't afford to put the heating on. That is true. That is true. Um, so we, we, you know, we we're not going to be afraid to look at any subjects essentially. Okay, mate. I am a bit afraid to look at some of these subjects, but let's see how it goes. Mm. So we we should come out really from the start, shouldn't we, and just explain to the nation that. We are both disabled. Okay. Are you 
do you feel comfortable with with coming out publicly about your problems? I'm very open about my disabilities. Good. So yeah, do you want to talk about your disabilities? Yeah, so I would say I am ADHD, bipolar. I have chronic fatigue syndrome, which makes me very, very tired. Mm -hmm. Um, On top of being very, very wired, um, that can lead to difficulties. Although my speaking and my reading and writing is A+. How about you? (laughs) Uh, So I am autistic, dyslexic, probably got ADHD as well. And that can make you quite difficult to to be friends with. Not as difficult as you, mate. But even with our disabilities, even with our differing views on things, we still manage to maintain a, a solid friendship. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to share with the world. Stop. Fighting. Ideally, by the time we get to the end of this podcast, we're going to, everyone out there is going to have their views on a subject. And by the time we get to the end of the podcast, we're hoping that you'll have changed your views just a little bit in either direction. So is your hope that by the end of this podcast, people might think that we should have absolute monarchy? I'm for it. Right, <laughs> okay. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i not going to lie to you, I love the royal family. Um, is our debate going to be, like, trying to change views, or is it about trying to, like, show how two very difficult, hard work people can have a conversation and sustain some form of friendship over that? Um, sorry, I didn't Drifted hear. off. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Okay, there we go. So are you in? Uh, yeah, yeah, fine, I'm in, whatever. <laughs> Brilliant. So we've got no guests on the show today, which is a shame, but each week we're going to bring you guests, generally experts, from whatever topic it is we're discussing. We'd like to get an expert from both sides, um, bring them together, let them at each other, and then, and then, you know, as I say, if we can come to some sort of consensus by the end of it, uh, we can hopefully create real change, make real masturbators out of everyone that listens to this show. So they can go to our website, Brains and Big Which is? Which is brainsandbigtuna.com. Um, can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash masturbate. Ooh, Patreon. Now, what's this? It's a way where people can give us money on a monthly basis to continue to produce high-quality content. Oh, that sounds very expensive. I suppose you must have to pledge at least, I don't know, £50 a month for this content. As much or as little as you want. We need the money. We need the money. To be fair. You in particular, you're unemployed, so that... Well, you're not. You're out work. I'm an out... I'm an out-of-work podcast host who is now in work again. There we go. I was at the bottom of the pile. I'm now right back up there at the top. And I need you guys out there to keep us there. Give us the fuel that we need to keep on burning. And that, uh, at least to begin with, will be money. Further down the line, uh, when we've created a much better society without money, it'll be something else. (laughs) Okay. Probably do it for free at that point. Uh, and you can email us at massdebate, all one word, at brainsandbigtuna.com. Perfect. And, and, and what would they send us? What, what, how could they contribute to the show? 
They could give us feedback. Good feedback only, please. Good feedback only. They could give us ideas for future topics that are a bit, like, less worrying. They could, uh, I don't know, they could do whatever they want. Just helpful stuff to make the show more entertaining. Little bits we could do. Segments. Uh Anything. Ideas for the show. This is your show, and we'd love you all to get involved and contribute, because together as a unit... We're stronger. Yeah. We have no ideas and no money. So please send them to us. Yes. Thank you. So, today's show, The King's Coronation. How did you enjoy The King's Coronation at the weekend? I mean, big tuna, eh? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't watch it. What? I didn't watch it. You didn't watch any of it? I watched like... uh... I watched like five minutes of some people in a coach. Oh, well, uh, the the royal coach, as it was on its way to Westminster. Okay. And I've seen the footage of them, like, putting the crown on Charles's head and adjusting it. Oh, yeah. Trying to make sure it doesn't fall off. Yeah, that was magical. (laughs) Magical. So did you watch it? What did you think of it? Uh, I did watch it. Um, I watch anything by the royal family, to be honest with you. Since when have you been into the royal family? I'm sure you didn't used to be into the royal family. Uh, since I was born British, <laughs> right, yes. Okay. I've always loved the royal family. Uh, it's government I don't like. Okay. I um, thought you were a quarter Irish anyway. I, I thought I was a quarter Irish. Um, yeah, it turns out that my, my grandma was a liar. Okay. Um, She's a strange thing to lie about, to it's, be honest. It's a really strange thing to lie about. Yeah, bless her. Bless her heart. Bless her heart, okay. But yeah, so now I am fully British and Welsh. And a little bit Scottish, obviously. And um, and I absolutely love the royal family. What do you love about them? Um, I love that they are above... Above us, above everyone. How are they above us? Like, no, the royal family were 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 selected by, and I don't want to get into religion, obviously too early on, but there was there were the king was selected by God. Right, okay, um, mate. This is this is taking like some weird little turn here. Okay, so you believe? I believe God, the nation believes God picked yeah. the royal family to be in charge of us. Um, well, in the same way that in, in Catholicism, uh, God, via some smoke, chooses the next Pope, who's his representative on earth, uh, in the Anglican Church, uh, which is the church I'm part of, um, they, we, we, the, 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 the king is chosen by God to be, to carry, you know, to protect the church, to carry the voice of the church, but actually, King Charles has actually said, sod that, I'm actually going to protect all the churches. And he's made himself protector of the faiths rather than the faith, which I love. You're Buddhist, aren't you? I thought you were Buddhist. Um, I, I like Buddhism, okay. uh, but I've not, met, I've not read too many books on Buddhism, so I wouldn't call myself... Well, yeah, I mean, I'm part Buddhist, yeah. Part Buddhist. Have you read the Bible? I have. Yeah, I love the Bible. I was actually reading the Bible with the vicar yesterday. We were discussing uh, Moses in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, uh, in the desert, speaking to the burning bush. It was very very interesting. Okay, why were you discussing that? Uh, because I was saying to the um, the vicar 
that I've worked out using the Bible that that uh, I I am actually God. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. And it says many many times, and it gives you clues in the Bible many times that uh, God is not something that's far away and unattainable and lives on a on a cloud. It, it tells you in the Bible, uh, I am God. So, given that you're so, like, in the rest of your life, anti-authoritarian, is the reason that you think the royal family should have absolute power because you think you are God? Um... Can you rephrase the question in a simpler manner? What do you mean you are God? And what does that mean for your belief in Ah, the divine right of kings? Moses is walking through the desert, right? And he sees this bush that's on fire, the burning bush. The burning bush cries out to him, Moses, Moses, it says. It calls his name twice. And he turns around to the bush and instead of going, what? It's a burning bush. He goes, here, here I am. I am. Here I am. And uh, and the and the bush says, "Listen, I need you to go to the land of the Jews and and save them from this problem that they're going through." And he says, "Well, the Jews aren't going to listen to me. You know, I'm going to turn up and they're going to say what you want about you're not God." Uh, and he says, "Who shall I say sent me?" And and the burning bush says, um, "I am that I am." And Moses realised that whenever he uttered the words "I am." He's, he's channeling God. And later on in the book, it's Jesus is, is mouthing off about being God. And the people that are with him go, oh, bloody hell, Jesus, we've had enough of this. Right, we're going to stone you for this. And he says, Why? whoa, 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 what are you going to stone me for? And he says, well, because you keep mouthing off saying that you're God. And he says, no, I said, we're gods, z, with an ed, with a z at the end. And so he's saying, don't think of God as being something distant and apart from. Think of God as being firmly within you. Uh, And my last evidence is, um, be still and know that I am God. I mean, it's right there. But that's, that's not like, you're not the person speaking that, are you? In the text. Um, You are if you like read it out loud and imagine it in your own voice. But that's not what the text is saying, is it? What did the priest say to you? I'll be honest. He was very close-minded to that (laughs) idea. Did he stare at you and go, here's a phone number. (laughs) I think you should give this a quick call. No, he he was willing to debate. In fact, he's he's that willing to debate. We should have him on the show one day. I've got to admit, it's not his it's not his cup of tea, and he's not he's not particularly into it. But he he certainly listened. Does that mean you can stop being God? Uh, what, by saying I am not? By yeah? just not believing uh, that you're God? No. I mean, what you can do is you can tarnish God's reputation by saying, oh, I can't do this, oh, I can't do that. So if somebody says, oh, um, can you step up to the task? And you go, oh, no, I can't. Uh, you're literally limiting God's uh, power by cutting him off, by saying, oh no, I can't do that. Whereas if you say, I am health, I am wealth, I am happy, uh, you do become them things. No, you don't. You do? No, you don't. Have you ever tried it? So you think positive affirmations change the world? Not 
Uh, I don't like the word positive affirmations. This is like, I thought we were going to talk about why Prince Charles is dodgy. And it turns out you now think that you are God and like positive affirmations are something that are going to massively change how reality is. Like, it's bullshit that because you quite quickly get into a conversation where you say, okay, so children dying of leukemia, is that just because they haven't like thought positively enough about themselves being God? Or people with depression or people experiencing trauma. They should just think more happy thoughts and then it'll all be sorted. That is nonsense as far as I'm concerned. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> okay, yeah. God does work in mysterious ways. God works in some really bad, awful ways as far as I can tell. If I don't believe God exists, but if God did exist, God works in some awful ways. Well, I think that you're missing out on being able to tap into a real strong power. I'm not. And, and I'm I, not. I don't like using frothy, emotional appeal like these affirmations. But I know when I get out of bed in the morning, before my feet touch the floor, I say out loud, I am God. I am love. I am life. I am happiness. And I, and I say all the things that I want to be that day. And, uh, and without a shadow of a doubt, I can say that... Uh, I, I get most of them. <laughs> what do you mean by most? Well, you know, sometimes you, you can get into an argument with somebody or you can be driving, you can wind down your window and start screaming and shouting. But that's not God. Uh, but then sometimes I also forgive people for doing things to me that I wouldn't usually forgive them for. But I, I do believe that that day, because I've reached out and I've clung to this power, that sometimes God works through me and, and, and forgives the person. Okay. You're talking about our argument at the weekend. I forgave you, didn't I? <laughs> I forgave you too, mate. We forgave each other because God works through people. I don't, I don't believe in point. God. But yeah, we did say some mean stuff to each other and I'm glad we sorted it. Me too. So, the king. Now, it worries me to hear that you said that Prince Charles might be up to some dodgy stuff. And it's my understanding that Prince Charles, except for obviously the sad passing of his, the sad mysterious passing of Lady Diana has actually always been squeaky clean, so are you saying that you know something that I don't? Uh, Well, I'm not an expert on the royals, but I know um, when Prince Charles and Diana met, he was 29 and she was 16. It's a bit dodgy. Saucy. (laughs) Saucy. It's dodgy. Back in them days, I mean. Obviously, nowadays... Virgin on unacceptable. I'm not sure what the age of consent is. I thought it was 16. It is 16. It's 16 in the UK. It's 18. There you go, you see. (laughs) You can't get into any trouble for that. (laughs) That doesn't mean it's okay or socially acceptable or normal or not a weird relationship of power. It's not my remit. My my wife is very old and I'm very satisfied with my lot. (laughs) So, So that would suggest that he's not someone who's necessarily the best, like, uh, judge of not judge of character like he makes some questionable decisions that are born out of quite a lot of privilege it's my understanding that diana was forced upon him because actually he always loved camilla from a very early age and he had a he had a bit of an on-off relationship with camilla he went to the queen and said listen i've got this uh, camilla fella here who i'm into and she said absolutely no way because she hated the parker bowles family from a, a a, a problem they'd had a few years before and so she said uh, I've actually got this Diana who comes from a good family the Spencer family um, 
Uh, you'll have to have her, I, I believe, is how it went. I'm pretty sure that's not how it went. I'm pretty sure he was friends with Diana's older sister. Might have even I've been not dating. read up on it. <laughs> okay, right, okay. So neither of us have read up on it. I know that she was 16. I know she got married. I think she was 19 when they got married. Right. Uh, I know... Which is, which is fair enough. He had lots of affairs. I know... Well, with Camilla, you mean? Because it's not an affair if he eventually married her. It was just the beginning of the relationship. Okay. Um, I know the the Royal Crown as an institution has done some fairly toxic and damaging things. I know. Well. I know Prince Charles in particular. I know he believes in homeopathy. I know he's extremely grumpy and precise. I know he expects people to warm his biscuits to a certain temperature. Yeah, but to be fair, he's got a lot of these peccadilloes, I'd call them, from his uh, father, Prince Philip, who was... It was a real tyrant. And, I mean, he was really funny racist. as hell. Really racist. Well, well, only in the way that grandparents are racist. Really racist, really rich, really problematic. Uh, do you know, I, I don't... I've actually got a list here that I've made for you, so you've come very nicely onto this topic of Prince Philip, of uh, things that he may or may not have said. You just, you just mentioned him. I've not come nicely onto this topic. You just said... And his dad, Prince Philip. Oh, okay. well. Right, let's go through your list. One of us is more of a professional than the other one, it may <laughs> seem. It may seem like it. So, some of these I may have made up, and some of these he actually said, and you've got to try and work out which is which. So, did he say it with Prince Philip? Deaf, I'll try and do his voice. Deaf, if you're near there, no wonder you are deaf. I said this to a group of deaf children standing near a Caribbean steel drum band. True or false? <laughs> True. <laughs> um, ableist, but it's still... I think, you, yeah. Give him the benefit of the doubt as we move on to number two. If you stay here much longer, you'll go home with slitty eyes. He definitely said that. <laughs> right. Okay, yes, that is true. He said that. I'm waiting for the one... I'm waiting to see how awful the one that you come up with is. <laughs> like, okay, carry on. It looks as though... Shall I do his voice or mine? Uh, which one were you doing previously? <laughs> it looks... It, it looks as though it was put in by an Indian. What? Now... Now, he said, it looks as though it was put in by an Indian. And that was the prince's verdict of a fuse box during a tour of a Scottish factory in August 1999. He later clarified his comment and said, I meant to say cowboys. I just got my cowboys and Indians mixed up. Are these the bits that we're going to like clip and put on YouTube for like little YouTube well, shorts? Did he say it or didn't he? Uh, um... I've not heard that one before, so I'm going to say that one's false. True. Okay. He did say it, but it did make me think when I was reading it, why are they showing him the fuse box? Like, of all the things that you should be taking royalty around in a factory, surely the fuse <laughs> box for the electric supply to the factory is not the thing that you should be showing him. No wonder he said some daft stuff. Perhaps he's got a uh, like uh, vocational GMVQ in electronics, so he's always after like. <laughs> could you sh- could you show me the fuse box, please? Well, maybe it just seemed a very odd thing. Um, 
people people usually say that after a fire, it is the water damage that's the worst. We're still drying out Windsor Castle. And that was the, to the survivors of the Locker, Lockerbie Pan Am disaster in 1993. True or false? He probably did say that, yeah. Probably true. But when Windsor Car- Castle went on fire... Yeah. I'm going to say true. It's a terrible time for, true. for Britain. It is. It is, yeah. It's very, very, very true. Um, a few years ago, everybody was saying we must have more leisure. Everybody's working too much. Now that everybody's got more leisure time, they are complaining that they are unemployed. People don't seem to be able to make up their minds of what they want. And that was during the recession that gripped Britain in 1981, where everybody lost their jobs. I reckon that's probably true. True, true. Uh, British women can't cook. Uh, I think that's false. It's true. He said it to the Scottish Women Institute in 1961, and there's although there's always there's truth in everything that he says. Like no, there's Britain not. doesn't. No, there's not. What? That's not true. Britain doesn't have a. Uh, it doesn't really have its own culinary. Not like the French or the Spanish. Britain's or got even a, the Americans. I would only consider myself half British, but Britain has got a very rich culinary history. Which is massively influenced by colonialism. And what would you say the other half of you is? What do you identify as? None of your business. <laughs> and is your favourite food, is it potatoes? <laughs> well, we won't say what your other heritage is. A very precious heritage is very magical. Armoured cars and tanks and guns game today! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, uh, if it has four legs and is not a chair, if it's got wings and it flies but it's not an aeroplane, if it swims and is not a submarine, the Cantonese will eat it. He probably said that. Did he say it? He probably said that. He he did. Uh, I would like to go to Russia very much, although the bastards murdered half my family. He definitely said that. He did say that because, and do you know why he said it? Uh, because uh, all the royal families are connected. So, Tsar Nicholas. Oh, this is quite good, actually, because I meant to get a lot of facts together so we could give the, the listeners lots of facts about the royal family, and I actually I, I ended up cutting the grass, um, <laughs> right. so I didn't get a chance to do it. Uh, but, yeah, so go on, then. What, what, what was it? The Tsar Nicholas... The second. Right. So they were killed in 1918 as part of the Russian Revolution, weren't they? Oh, and so that was... Because uh, he was Grecian, wasn't he? And I do know that at an earlier... So I know that his mum was a, um, a... oh, What you would call a lunatic, I guess, nowadays. You wouldn't call them a lunatic nowadays. What would you say nowadays? Who? She was mental. Oh, right, okay. So you're going to have to be more precise than that. Um, she, I bet, you know, I haven't got the facts, to be honest with you, but he, I believe she was locked up in a nunnery most of her life because she was not safe to be left, let out in public. And that was his mum and he, and and she was like that from an early age. And then all the rest of his family, who I think were quite normal, got on a plane. Don't and use that words plane like normal, and, mate. Well, I mean, 
As in not not um, not, one not of mental. Us. One of us. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> <laughs> so they got on a plane and the plane crashed and I think it killed his sisters, his probably his dad, maybe a brother or some uncle. All the rest of his family died instantly, which was quite tragic for him. And yet, and yet he pulled through. So you can understand why he says some of what he he said. So, so what you're telling me is that this is an institution made up of uneducated bigots who aren't happy doing what they're doing, getting paid millions of pounds, and your thought is, do you know what? They need to be in charge. They do service. What does that mean? Service. So service is, is, is wherever you go hearing the same song over and over again. They get paid millions. Yeah, but what good is money to you when you're that rich? It's no good to you at all. It's like, imagine I had... Um, let me try and put this in a way you can understand. Imagine if I had... Uh, imagine I like beans and I've got f- uh, six tins of beans in the cupboard because I've got a multi-pack. Um, now, if you if you came and knocked on the door and said, hey, I've just moved in next door... Um, do you want do you want these two tins of beans that we found in the cupboard? Uh, I'd go. Um, I do like beans, but I've already got six in the cupboard. It, this isn't really worth probably as much as you believe it is to me because I've already got six. Fair enough if I had none, but I've got six tins of beans already in the cupboard, so I'll take them. Thank you very much. But just so you know, the emotional impact this has had on me is very slim. Don't we pay for like the upkeep of his houses? Doesn't he get doesn't he get tax relief on his private business? Again, when you reach a certain level of beans in the cupboard, it really doesn't matter when people give you more. Why do you think it would make sense for him to have any more power than he does? He believes nonsense and he's really like ill-informed, out of touch with what people's lives are like. I think it's embarrassing that as a country we have Thousands of people going to food banks. We have people homeless, and yet we spend millions of pounds on him in a fancy coach to go get a hat put on. Like, it is the bottom of my list in terms of priorities. When public services are crumbling, when schools are massively underfunded, when we're having school strikes and junior doctor strikes and university lecturer strikes, like, all of those professions that are kind of critical... Are you still listening? Uh, yeah. All right, okay. That are critical to like us as people living together, and yet you think we should give this... What are you doing? I, I'm, I'm, I've, I've literally read in the paper today an article that throws your arguments under the bus. What is it? Go on, then. So, two things. Uh, there's a photograph, a lovely photograph, of a what looks like a very hard-working farmer sitting in his tractor with his uh, son or daughter, I can't tell which, on his legs. Now, if we look very closely at the captions at the bottom of that photo, you'll find it is Prince Charles's son driving that tractor. He's helping out on National Help Out Day. Do you mean Prince William? The... Uh, yes, Prince William, yeah. Okay. Uh, driving a tractor on National Help Out Day. That's like the kind of thing that a kid would do for fun. My children would love to go and ride on a tractor. 
the king uh, went and 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 broke some ground at fifty eight million pound Cambridge lab, um, a laboratory. I'm presuming that is and. Um, he, what had happened was one of the digni- he was merrily waving his spade, the uh, the newspaper said, but then a dignitary whose high heel had got stuck in the grass by the side uh, of the stage. She got uh, she was wearing high heels, of course, and and uh, and her shoes had sunk into the soft ground, and the king spotted her predicament, and then he went over and he. And he supported. He put his shoulder underneath her arm, and he lifted her out of the soil. F- now this is a man like, in his seventies. I, f- I feel like we're we're never going to get anywhere because I kind of feel like I constantly want to say, like, what do you mean? Of course, she was wearing high heels. The, uh, she was a lady. <laughs> exactly. Like, I feel like I'm just going to have to challenge on everything you say for the next year. Well, you saying women don't wear high heels? <laughs> Some women do wear high heels. Some men wear high heels. Some non-binary people wear high heels, but not everyone who is a woman wears high heels. Not everyone who is a woman who's high. I, I used to know a lady who said she couldn't wear high heels. We don't have to disagree on women wearing high heels, surely. But you just make a lot of. You're a bit like um, how Jordan Peterson just makes like random, ill-founded statements. As if they're fact, and then just moves on with it. And if we're going to have an ongoing conversation, I don't know what's the best way to We've do. We've got to that? take some things as a given. So if I paint you a picture, right? There's a figure. If this is about beans again, silhouette. can I ask you to stop? No, there's a figure standing in silhouette. I'm just, just I'm a storyteller. I'm describing a scene. You've got to picture the scene. So there's a figure standing in silhouette, and and and. And the figure's dress is blowing in the wind. And and coming down the wind, you can smell the sweet perfume. Now, have you got that in your mind? Okay. Who is it? A woman or a man? I don't know. Well, I've just given the clues. <laughs> it's more likely to be a woman. Right. Exactly. So we don't need to go, oh, oh, stop, 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 stop. You've just said she's wearing high heels, but I'm not sure if it's a lady dignitary or a man standing there wearing high heels. Now, it may be, I'm all up for this, but this is Prince Charles opening a trust centre. I very much doubt they'll have that sort of thing going on. What, women in flat shoes? Well, they Women wouldn't wear flat shoes around Prince Charles because they put their best dresses on or what have you. Okay. <laughs> whatever they choose to wear that day, their blouses or whatever. So what's your point about this article? How does it disprove what I was saying about the fact that we spend millions on the royal family when we should spend it on people? Well, he's just pulled her shoe out of the muck. <clears throat> Whoa, well, there we go. 86 million well spent. Uh, well, we're not spending it on him, and you've got to remember that the, 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 the royal family not only are constantly doing service for our country, but they attract tourists. The, okay, so they could still exist and have no legal power. Uh, well, yeah, they could, but yeah, that'd look be what we've got instead. I would rather, to be honest, I'd rather they didn't exist, but I'm not particularly fussed about them like quietly existing I am a little bit uneasy with that, but like it wouldn't be the end of the world. The things that I object to the most at the moment are the idea that they would have any kind of influence how society should be run. The fact that they are the sovereign of our country, 
so the they are the people who the government is like in the name of and the fact that we give them loads of money and they're like they're not good people I think the Queen was alright I think the Queen was alright because she kept her mouth shut and I think that's uh, that's perfectly fine like she was fairly like okay as far as I'm concerned but the rest of them are fairly awful well alright I think we, we there's no point beating around the bush I think we both know who we're talking about when we say some of them are awful. Most we're of them. We're talking about Andrew. Well, no, and and, we're, and he's only awful because he's a paedophile. <laughs> well, I think that actually does count as libel. You know how you're really worried about oh. <laughs> well, about dead people. Not, he, like, not Prince Andrew. I'm not saying <laughs> Prince Andrew's okay. a paedophile. That's a different Andrew completely. That's an Andrew. Although I will okay. say okay. he's had to pay a lot of money. To not be called a paedophile. <laughs> okay. Say what and, you will. And yeah, he's still being called a paedophile. What's that about? Which Andrew are we even talking about? I, a lot of them are really dodgy. I love the crown. So, in terms of the royal family, I kind of think there's a few different things. There's like, I don't agree with them in principle. I, I don't think they are the best people to be you making... You just don't know them, that's I don't all think, it is. Why would they be the people to make decisions about my life? Because it's easier when one person makes no, a it's decision not. No, it's not. than multiple people making okay. a decision. Okay, let me draw you a story, okay? You, imagine you were... Don't you use my beans <laughs> idea, and throw okay. it back in my no, face. No, 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 I'm not going to use your beans idea. Imagine... Use a different canned vegetable. Use your imagination. You work in a rural petrol station. And yes. There's oh, one... yes, I can imagine myself <laughs> okay. doing that. And there's one person who is employed to be in charge of all the other people in this petrol station. And they're okay. telling the other people what to do. Yeah. The people yeah. who are being told what to do think that that person's making wrong decisions. In your I world... I see what you're doing here. Having one person <laughs> who's in charge, you think that's the ideal thing, and everyone should just listen to that person. The... 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 Wrong and annoying manager in my petrol station was not ordained by God. She was put there by an even worse bigwig from Top Brass. Well, well, perhaps that's a problem with having single people put in charge. Well, she's a bloody idiot. And, (laughs) And I'll say this. If she had been put there by God... I probably would have done what she asked me to do. Okay. So, how is that any different? How is it, how is it that she's not been put there by God, but Prince Charles has been put there by God? Does God just bother themselves with the like the top brass? No. So, God is in us all. So, I am God, okay. but then in, re- in return, so are you. And if that yeah, and if that's the case, if that's the case, your boss from that petrol station is God. Uh, there's an element, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. This is what happens when somebody first gets into religion. They get it all wrong. So let me explain to you. Right, God is good. So good is just another word for God. Now, bad is devil. So everyone's got the ability to be good, God, or bad, devil. And she... How's the devil bad in the Bible? The devil's not bad in the Bible. Oh, yes, he is. So, so the, so the, the, um... Doesn't the devil do things... Doesn't the devil do things under the grace of God? I thought that was well, the whole point. Like it was like a, um, the devil's a fall, fallen angel. Now he used to work for God. How could a, how could be... an angel fall without free will? Because I thought angels uh, didn't have free will. So presumably that's all just been there, done there on purpose for God's great uh, kind of 
ambition, God's greater plan, which is the saviour of our souls. Same with Judas. Surely if you believe that all of us are God and that God's all-powerful, Judas is just there to like facilitate the saviour of you as people. So it's God being fairly instrumental and like I, I think it's a bit simplistic to talk about good and evil. Anyway, back to the woman in the petrol station. I, a lot of I think you as a person have some objections to that manager. I'm telling you about the devil. Yeah, I don't care. The devil I don't care. is Lucifer. So let's get back onto the subject. I think it's reasonable for you to say, I didn't like that boss at that petrol station. I thought they were hard work. Now, all I'm saying is, that's not they a good... They had an attitude that's, problem. They may have, that's what they, they were. I think you both probably had an attitude problem. But I, I don't... you'll find I didn't have an attitude problem, <laughs> thank you very much. I don't think that is the basis for a system of government. Right. Shh. Right. A god that I don't believe in picked a rich person to make all the decisions for me because you think having one person making the decisions is better. No, Though they've no, all no. they all like right. failed all their qualifications at school and have no England experience of the real world. Didn't used to be rich. Right. Back in the day, the kings what day? of England uh, back in the day, which day? Uh, a long time ago, I mean. Okay, when? A thousand years ago. Okay, so we're talking the Normans. Didn't exactly, didn't they didn't used to be rich, and they were they were French, yes. And they said, and they they sat down and they said, "Listen, all you landowners, <laughs> if you swear your allegiance to me, I shall look after all of you." And so they did. And they didn't. The kings didn't necessarily have much money. They just um, showed everybody. They they took a percentage, you know, but they showed uh, um, people how to live their lives. Now over time. Uh, obviously, they started to collect a lot of money because they were doing all the right things. God rewards those who are in the right place at the right time. Nowadays, yeah, the monarchy is a very rich organisation. It's not like they should control us because they're rich. It's they got rich because they're good at what they do. It's like a business. If it's a good business, it's going to do well. I think that's nonsense, isn't it? No. They can carry on being that without being in charge of me and making decisions about medicine and schools Got, and like, roads. Boris Johnson and, and Rishi Shunak and, and Theresa May making decisions I think for you. I, How's that working out? I think they're all full of swell. But the thing is, I think it's better that we can change them. And I do, to be uh, honest, ha. I don't... Do so you even slightly agree that we should give the king absolute power? <laughs> no, I don't. I think we should give people more power. I think people don't know what to do with power. You see, if you this is why we have to have a sugar tax because if you give people absolute power, uh, they, what's that you're drinking there? None of your business. I'll tell you what it is. It's proving my point. It's a bloody sugar-filled energy drink, isn't y- it? Yeah. So. Right. Well, then this is my point. Luckily, if you give people free will, they fill themselves with sugar. <laughs> they fill themselves with sugar until they've all got diabetes, and then that's that leans on the NHS. Uh, do you know what? I, I was actually worried because oh, I had I had a, I had a sugar-free energy drink earlier on, so I didn't affect the NHS, and um, and then I realised it had it had no effect on me at all, and then I I thought to myself, I'm, uh, maybe I'm diabetic. I don't think you are, mate. Well, it got me worried anyway. I'm making a doctor's appointment. Okay, cool. Because you'd think if I, have a di- if I have an energy drink, it should have an effect on me, shouldn't it? Give me energy. If it doesn't, what's well, not working? And I felt my pancreas. Have you rung an ambulance? 
No, no, I'm just making a doctor's appointment. You got to ring at eight o'clock in the morning. Unfortunately, even if it is an emergency, she said. Right. Um, right. So, you think? What's your point? I don't understand what your point. Oh, is. sugar tax. Sorry. If you give people absolute power, they just eat McDonald's and they die. It's like if you went into a farmyard and you said to the pigs, "Here you go, pigs. Here's the key to your feed store." Do you think they'd suddenly form a government and say, "We must eat this. Uh, we must eat this food very carefully, and we must give it to the weaker ones first. Or do you think they'd rush into the food store, eat themselves to death, and die? I think. People are fairly complicated, and I think a lot of the ways that we are and the ways that we interact are determined by uh, social norms, family norms, a whole load of stuff that makes us act the way that we are. I prefer it if you didn't use the word norms. Why? I don't know why you said I couldn't. <laughs> no, you said normal people. I'm not talking about normal. Yeah, normal people. I'm talking about normative. Well, I don't know what that is. It sounds... <laughs> Ridiculous. And if I don't know what it is, over half of our listenership isn't going to know what the hell you're on about. Okay. So I think the context within which we grow up and live has a big impact on the way that we behave towards each other and to ourselves. I think there are lots of examples of dodgy things that the royal family have done. I think... uh, So back to the previous point. Um, I think people are influenced by their context and things that are around them. One second. Well, you. Well, this isn't very professional, is it? She should know you're at work. Oh, on mute. Right. So, listeners, I'll use this opportunity to just remind you again. In fact, you know what? Let's have a read of this article. Um, because I'm I'm just reading the Daily Mail now, and the uh, the DCI Bank star Stephen Tomkinson. You might know him from Ballykiss Angel. I know I do. Um. He's got himself into a bit of trouble, and I remember reading about this. I was in Spain at the time, and uh, and I and I'd, I'd opened up my uh, Google News and uh, and saw saw that Stephen Tomkinson had got involved in a brawl outside his house, which I thought it was very unlike you know the Stephen Tomkinson that I know and love on um, on Balakis Angel. Anyway, it's gone to court and uh, it's in court now, and they're they're deciding it. But it's quite an interesting article. Uh, Stephen Tomkinson has told a jury it would be career suicide to do something as outrageous as assault somebody, close parentheses, uh, as he denied punching a drunken stranger to the ground outside his house. The 57-year-old, who has starred in DCI Banks and Balakis Angels, said his acting had been put on hold and he had lost work as a result of this court case. A witness allegedly saw Tomkinson slap Carl Poole before punching him in the head. But Tomkinson said the habit during a long career in show business of not making proper contact in fight scenes had been inbred and he was sure only the palm made contact with Mr. Poole and Little Force. Now this is very, very funny because he's 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 mounting his defence purely on the sense that he's making out like these aggressors were in on the play fighting you can't come out with and say that he he didn't punch the guy in the face because of years of training uh, of not making proper contact he he just he just only let his palm make contact with the assailant that can't fly he's mounting the wrong defense i think 
Um, recalling the incident which ended with Mr. Pauline unconscious with skull fractures, you say that does not sound like it was play fighting. He he recalled the incident. Uh, he recalled the incident. He says, "I didn't want to hurt him. I wanted to stop him." He added, "I didn't apply any excessive force that would have caused any sober person to fall over." So he's saying he's drunk. I'm not responsible for Carl Poole's double skull fracture. He went off due to his own instability. He fell in a completely different direction. Yet again, he's trying to reinforce the fact he did this fake slap across his face. And when the guy fell in an opposite direction to the way he slapped him, he thought, yeah, he's in on it. Are, are you back? I've been, I've been hearing you all the way through. <laughs> I've got a different headphone connected to the one that I'm recording from. So I could mute myself and, yeah, I could just hear you talking about this. Uh, what do you think? Legal guilty defense. or not? Guilty. <laughs> he sounds like he's very guilty. Yeah. The court heard that Mr. Poole, 48, who'd been dressed in underpants and socks. If you're dressed in underpants and socks in a newspaper article, you're almost definitely in the wrong, aren't you? From from the outset. Almost definitely. His friend Andrew Hall had taken a dip in the sea during an all-night drinking session. Again, all-night drinking sessions never usually end in being the innocent party. Tompkinson said he was awake when he heard noises outside his house in Whitley Bay, North Tyneside. New asshole! At 5.30am. So if you hear noises outside your house at 5.30am, you're going to be annoyed, aren't you? You're going to be angry. There's no way you can go out. There's no way you can say he went out there and started play fighting with these people. He dialed 999 and was on hold when he confronted the men in his pyjamas and dressing gown where they were drinking on his drive. It was a very frightening situation, this is Stephen. They both got to their feet, he said. Mr Hall then used the familiar words... Mr. Hall then used the familiar words, Come on then! Before Tomkinson used his right hand to guide Mr. Hall down onto all fours. Oh, come here, Mr. Hall. Let me just (laughs) guide you down onto all fours. You can't mount that as your defence. I used my fist to just guide him gently down to the floor. His cheek pressed against the tarmac as his tooth falls out and his skull splits into two. Didn't he fall in a different direction to the one that he was punched? He said he fell in a different direction, but he's punched them both here, you see. Oh, right, okay. So he's whacked, he's given a good old right hook to one of them as he stood up. And he's gone down, he's cracked his skull in two different places. And then Tomkinson then said he made contact with Mr. Poole's face with his palm. And then moments later, he saw him on the ground mar- motionless. So you think... Come on, Stephen. You knew exactly what you were doing, and you don't make you don't make contact with somebody's nose with your palm. Play fighting, dear. Tomkinson said he spoke to the police on his phone moments later, but he made no mention of how Mr. Poole fell. He never mentioned his. I've hit him one way, and he's fallen in a different direction. He never mentioned a thing. He said he knew from his experience of police dramas that he would get the chance later to give a full explanation of events, so he didn't bother mentioning it at the time. He says, 
because I've worked in detective dramas for so long, I know that the scene towards the end is the bit where I reveal what really happened, whereas this is the bit at the beginning of the drama where it looks like I did smash one guy in the face who was drinking on my drive and punch the other one to a ground and break his skull, but later on in the drama it turns out it wasn't me. Well, it seems like it is career suicide, Stephen, to do something as outrageous as assault somebody outside your house. The case continues. Okay, cool. Anyway, I just thought I'd fill this in on where we are with the old Stephen Tomkinson assault. Okay. Uh, While you, um, very unprofessionally, let your wife come into the show. I did, yeah. So, should the king seize absolute power, well, let us know... What's the email address? Have we actually, have we come to a conclusion? Uh, we're, well, we're about, I'd say we're about halfway there. I'd say you're leaning more towards... Uh, yeah, you're right. The, it's not great. I'm getting from you so far. You don't like the monarchy. It's not great. But actually, you don't like what is in place at the moment. So, there is some movement towards... Um, absolute monarchy. No, there's no movement towards absolute monarchy. And I think they're all dodgy and bad people. And also... Like, as an institution, it's unneeded. Can you just, like, summarise your argument in a sentence? Or in a paragraph? So, I'm going to start with just a double space. Okay. So, I say this, that Charles is a bloody good advocate for climate change. He's been saying for years, whoa, what are you doing with the planet? Stop burning petrol, stop burning oil. Don't drive diesel cars. He's done a lot of things that uh, are actually quite clever. If you eat, if you, I don't know if you've ever eaten the Dutchy cheese and marmalades, but they're they're absolutely delicious. And the get tax allowance. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 bloody good stuff. So um, so so your argument is he talks about climate change a bit and he makes nice cheese. Right. Well, all I'm saying is. We're, we're being we're, this country's run by idiots, uh, but it's always been run by idiots. I don't. I, I really don't understand what role the monarchy has in all that, or why they would give up power. But that is a good summary of why you think Charles should have absolute power. Well done. Thank you. It's all right, mate. So, do you agree? Do you disagree? Would you like to live in the monarchy? Um, did you? Please text us or email us or donate to our Patreon account and keep us going. Did you see the uh, the coronation concert? No, no, I didn't watch any of it. Um, it wasn't great. It was a bit of a letdown, to be honest. Um, take that, we're headlining. Um, and Mark Owen, uh, who used to be the good-looking member of Take That... He's not looking so well. If you have a look at a photo of him online now, um, you'd think he would have smartened himself up a bit to play in the grounds of Windsor Castle. Well, do you know what, mate? I've been reading up about him, and uh, he ain't a squeaky clean. Remember, remember, libel. <laughs> Let's just keep that in mind. Well, uh, it makes sense, you know, why he's grown a big moustache and, and let his hair grow long. The other members, of course, of five were Gary Barlow, Jason Orange, Howard Donald and Robbie Williams, if you were wondering. Um, Do you know what the favourite bit of this podcast has been so far for me? When you no. started, like, um, 
Basically ranting about how you thought you were God. That was that was a high point. It was quite early on, and it kind of took me I, by clarify, surprise. I'll clarify. I think we we were all gods. We're all gods. We're all gods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All no, gods. no, no. I got. Oh, yes, I am God. Okay. And I think that's all right to say. Well, the vicar doesn't. But I do. So, can we come to a consensus on no. the king? No, I don't think we can because your beliefs you... were ridiculous. Right. Well, I respect your views. I respect and you, man. Stop calling me does take Stop using my name. <laughs> when the king does take Amazon Call me Big Tuna. Like, I do we have to explain the nicknames? The nicknames are... Uh, I am prepared to go by Big Tuna, which is probably the most cringy, ridiculous nickname in the world. Because it's a good name. It protects me from getting sacked. It's a good sacked. name and you've earned it. It protects me from getting sacked from work. But if I am going to go by Big Tuna... Please stop saying my real name. <laughs> I told you from the beginning I would not be able to rem- remember these pseudonyms. Big Tuna. Because I've always called you, insert X name here, Okay. it would be very difficult for me to suddenly change that to Big Tuna. So we're going to bleep out the bits where you say my name? No, just be proud. Be loud and proud. No, I'm no not one loud and proud. you down from a name. What? What is a name? Stop saying my name. Exactly. I can't can't go through hundreds of episodes of this podcast and never say your name. It's going to happen, so we may as well just get used to it. i tell you what we can do. What? I could just pick a number from my phone book now, ring a guest, and ask them for their deciding opinion on whether we should or should not have the monarchy. Decide it that way. Here we go. I'm ringing one now. Let's hope they answer. <clears throat> right. Oh. Let's see. Can you hear that? Okay. <clears throat> Hello. 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 How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. This is obviously Brains calling from the radio show, The Mass Debate. Uh, and I'm calling you today to ask you the question. Um, one. The King's Coronation, did you watch and enjoy it? I did. Wonderful. And secondly, um, we are trying to work out whether uh, the King should seize absolute power. Uh, is that a good or a bad thing? I think I think it definitely should. Brilliant. And, and what's your reasonings behind that? Because I think all these foolish, foolish MPs have to clue what they're doing. Yeah. And we need him to lead the country into battle. Yes, yes, I absolutely agree with you, and 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 my co-host Big Tuna here, he seems to think that uh, Tony Blair and that mop-headed guy um, serves him much better than King Charles ever could, and I believe that not to be the case. Well, I'm afraid I can't, I can't talk about that mop-headed guy because I really don't have lots of time for him. Lovely stuff. Well, thank you for contributing to today's show. I'm sure we'll call you again and get your opinions on another uh, topic further down the line. I'm sure you will. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you. Goodbye. 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 There you go. A random member of the public, chosen at random, agreed in total that the monarchy... Taking control, absolute power is a bloody good thing. Korsakoff's is one hell of a disease, isn't it? (laughs) 
Are, are we going to call anyone else? Is that all we've got? <laughs> That's all we've got. Um, well, uh, so, um, you've enjoyed the show. I've enjoyed the show as well. And we've got so many debates ahead um, that we'd love you to contribute to. And uh, as we go, say sayonara until next week, where we will have done more research. We'll have more guests. We will hopefully have more money to provide special effects uh, throughout the show. Um, I will leave you with a excerpt from the King's Coronation. This is Mark Owen singing Shine. Goodbye, Goodbye, mate. I mean, big tuna. Goodbye, mate. <laughs> Yo, you're such a big star to me You're everything I want to be But you're stuck in an all And now I want you to get out I don't know what there is to see But I know that it's time for you to leave We're all just pushing along Trying to figure it out You're in anticipation, pull you down you can have it all, you can have it all, oh, oh, so come on, so come on, get it on, I don't know what you're waiting for, your time is coming, don't be late, so come on, see the light on your face, let it shine, just let it shine, let it shine.